here. Let me down, just turn this down really quickly here. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are across the world. And listen, uh, we have a very <laughs> jaw-shattering, I guess would be kind of the words, a report has come out from the New York Times. And this is uh, something we have definitely talked about. Uh, over here on this channel, we've had discussions about Russian mercenaries that are operating all over the world, also referred to as Putin's private killers, Putin's black hand, his shadow, his private military, his private militia. Um, they, like I said, they, they literally operate all over the world. All right, Stranger Things. Thank you. Shout out to everybody in the chat and uh, on all the different platforms we're on. But we really are going to get right into it. Um, so earlier, earlier today, or actually it was updated uh, overnight. Um, but in, I should say, like in the last 24 hours, there has been a report in the New York Times. And the title of this world report is the killings didn't stop in Mali in Mali a massacre with a Russian footprint civilian deaths have spiked in Mali since Russian mercenaries of the Wagner group began operating alongside the military there just this past March Hundreds of people were actually executed. Uh, this happened in the village of Mora in Africa. Hey, Gloria. Well, the, you know, this is happening in the, the, that part of the world, right? Um, massacres. And this isn't the only time that we've heard stories about the Wagner group. Um, we talked about how the Wagner Group has people also operating around mines in Africa. Everywhere, okay? And they're like taking a stranglehold on, you know, the minerals that are being mined out of the ground by slave labor, by child labor. Shout out to Janet Dunbar as well, hello. These people are a very shadowy bunch, too. So really, um, before I even get to talking about, uh, I mean, again, we're talking massacres, where they're literally killing hundreds of people at a single time, like it's nothing. And it goes all the way back to Vladimir Putin. I should have included his photo <laughs> on the thumbnail, honestly. But I think this is going to be kind of a more radio style broadcast today. So I'll just leave the banner. So check this out for a second. The Wagner Group. This is, you know, that George Clooney uh, has a similar, it, I wouldn't say it's similar. Okay. It's very different in every different respect. But what I'm saying is 
where there's operatives that embed themselves in places around the world. And there are a lot of these, these officers, so-called ex-military officers that end up going into this private type service are Russian. So this Wagner group is a very shadowy, shadowy group. It's a Russian paramilitary organization, right? Consider it like a private military company. And it's essentially a huge network. And I do mean huge of network, just a huge network of mercenaries, killers, de facto private army of Russian President Vladimir Putin. They came to global prominence in the war in Donbass, right, in the Ukraine. It aided separatist forests of Donetsk and Luhansk, right? The LPR and the DPR. And, and its contractors have actually taken part in various conflicts all around the world, including the civil wars in Syria. And we've seen a lot of chemical attacks happening in Syria. Uh, in Libya, the Central African Republic, in Mali, they are often seen fighting with forces that are aligned with the Russian government. They've been welcomed by some allied factions, right? The governments of Syria, CAR, Central African Republic, uh, Republic. And these Wagner operatives have been accused of war crimes. Pretty much anywhere they've been deployed. And we're talking rape, robbery of civilians. And at one point, there was a video that came out that got leaked somehow of one of these Wagner operatives breaking a man's leg with a sledgehammer. And uh, there's a lot of um, Wagner folks that have also been linked to neo-Nazis, the very far right, extreme far right. And here's the thing, the Wagner group operatives, they operate in support of, at the end of the day, Russian interests. And it has been a method that Vladimir Putin has used to stretch his foreign policy, right, on the globe. He's been reaching out. And, um, and, and while I say that, please don't forget about the chemical attacks that have been launched on the civilian population in Syria. They were also, the Wagner Group, were tied to the Russian invasion of Ukraine back in 2022, well, yeah, uh, late last year, 2021, coming into 2022. And it has been said that some of these operatives have been deployed with targets of certain Ukraine leaders, and they've actually been deployed for the purpose to, of assassinating said Ukraine leaders, right? Several of them. 
very shadowy. Uh, even the even the leader, the Dmitry Utkin guy, right? So they were founded back in 2014. Dmitry Utkin, veteran of the first and second Chechen wars, served as a lieutenant colonel, brigade commander. He he actually was in control of a special forces unit. He was in the Russians. Uh, was the Russia's main intelligence directorate, the GRU. He left the military, and he began <clears throat> working for a place called Moran Security Group. This was a private group that was found by uh, founded by actually Russian military veterans, and they, you know, involved in security training missions specializes in security against piracy. Syria. <laughs> and so they, they sort of, you know, got on the map back in 2014. And I mean, we're talking, they've been, there's been incidents that have followed this, these Wagner group operatives all over the place. And, and there seems, like I said, there'd be some sort of affinity towards the whole neo-Nazi movement. But, hey, it didn't Vladimir Putin sort of accuse the Ukraine president of that and the Ukraine people of being neo-Nazis? Isn't that interesting? So, whatever, but, you know, Vladimir Putin isn't going to come out here and admit to the world what many suspect. Could you imagine having your own private army, your own private military? And we're talking um, special forces type type of dudes. Like, <laughs> but this New York Times, I mean, that is basically the Wagner group, right? But this New York Times report, comes out and it's I think it's kind of making a little bit of a wave if you want the truth about it um, these private military operatives are literally operating right alongside various uh, police organizations in Africa <laughs> it's they literally are accused of executing hundreds of people in late March this year, just a few months ago. Hmm. So apparently, here's how the report goes from the New York Times, right? So the New York Times goes into this pretty incredible de detail about, uh, you know, this market in Mora. All right. This is in Mali. Uh, it was actually the last Sunday in March before Ramadan. And there was some sort of operation. So five low-flying helicopters came in firing weapons and they drew gunfire as a result for a uh, result of that but they had villagers running trying to you know save their lives um but these helicopters were also dropping soldiers off at the apparently the outskirt of the town 
and they blocked all the exits in and out of this area. So these soldiers were in pursuit of some militant who had been operating in that area. And a lot of the soldiers were even Malians, but were accompanied by white foreigners wearing military fatigues and speaking a language that was neither English nor French. And then they were later identified uh, as belonging to the Russian paramilitary group known as Wagner. And over the next five days in Mora, Malian soldiers and their Russian allies looted houses, held villagers captive in a dried-out riverbed, and executed hundreds of men. Eight witnesses from Mora and more than 20 Malian politicians, Western military officials and diplomats are all attesting to this incident that happened. Some of the additional like uh, allegations of this is that Malian soldiers and foreign mercenaries killed captives at close range, often without interrogating them. And um, they marauded through the town and indiscriminately killed people inside their houses. They stole jewelry confiscated cell phones to eliminate any visual evidence like a a group like a gang descending on your city Um, but the New York Times has located some satellite images some satellite imagery that shows two mass graves and this location where these mass graves were located actually matched a couple of witnesses' descriptions of where those uh, captives were executed and buried. We're talking the the Malian authorities, the military. And this private military group, organization, well-funded private military isn't even doing anything on their own homeland of Russia. They're pushing out their violence and their rape and their power trips all on these these people. And, And it's not just Mali. This has happened. There's been a lot of horrible stories. Uh, I remember one that was so heartbreaking in which, uh, one of the things that one of these, and I can't say they were Wagner operatives, but it was some sort of operative, and it was a issue that was happening in car. And the children, women who had children, uh, had to watch their children be brutally hacked to death by a machete under an orange tree. And I just remember distinctly that part, uh, that story was um, awful. But we're talking raping, um, burglarizing people's homes, taking stuff that doesn't belong to them, indiscriminately killing people, and then saying, give me your cell phones, you better not record me. So, this Wagner group, right? 
our U.S. Treasury Department has called this Wagner Group a, uh, quote, proxy force and uh, of Russia's Ministry of Defense. And analysts have described this group as an extension of Russia's foreign policy through deniable actions or activities, too, and deniable actions using mercenaries and disinformation campaigns, something that Russia is known. They know they're known for that. They have disinformation tactics. They're they're actually very good at that. But also operated, like I said, in Ukraine. And they've been identified as working in Libya, Syria, sub-Saharan Africa, including the Central African Republic, Mozambique, Sudan, and now Mali. They get in, they ally with embattled political and military leaders, those that can pay for their services in cash or with lucrative mining concessions, precious minerals like gold, diamonds, uranium. And, and they're sewing up a lot of those mines in Africa, and they are becoming rich beyond their wildest dreams. And they go in with a crushing force of, of you know, military might, which is a lot more than what, I mean, you're not going to find that just in your average uh, town or city. So the death toll in Mali as part of this um, this massacre, the, the uh, Malian authorities hailed the Mora attack as a major victory in their fight against extremist groups, and they claimed to have killed 203 fighters, arrested more than 50 others. They did not mention the civilian casualties, and they denied the presence of Wagner operatives, saying that they have a contract with Russia to provide instructors. So, of course, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, he comes on to Italian television, and he says, you know, Wagner was present in Mali on a commercial basis providing security services. Now, some of the uh, witnesses and analysts have said that the death toll, the real death toll in Mora was actually between 300 to 400 people. And that was a conservative estimate, all, uh, with not all, but most of the victims being civilians. Um, it, other reports say that literally from that Monday to, the, to that Thursday for what? <laughs> four days, the killings did not stop. And uh, one of the eyewitnesses, a tailor working near the market where those helicopters had arrived that had dropped those soldiers onto the ground, was basically fighting from the moment that they came out of those helicopters. Um, and it is uh, one of the other things is that they terminated all the male youth in that area, just brutally held them captive and murdered them mercilessly. These uh, witnesses, of course, 
our fearing retribution. Um, and it is a growing list of human rights abuses that have been committed by the Malian military who seem to be also operating right next to a private Putin's killers, right? Putin's private army, uh, a, a whole private army that doesn't have, what rules are they going to adhere to except for their own? In central Mali, Mali alone, nearly 500 civilians have been killed. Some of these killings, some of these abuses um, are said to be crimes against humanity. We're talking all over several, several, you know, several places across the world. And these rich Russian men, let me show y'all a photo. Look at this photo. Let me see if I can swell it up. Look at that. Very secretive man. Look at this. A Russian tycoon known as Putin's chef, has denied the existence of the Wagner group. He says it's just a legend. So they're trying to put out this whole mystery type shit, whatever. But the chef, too, the chef, the chef has anything to do with a private military group? literal killers. So listen to the numbers, though. Um, In Mali, about a thousand Wagner mercenaries have been deployed to at least 15 military bases, security outposts, and checkpoints, including former French bases and facilities funded by the European Union. Human rights abuses, war, uh, war crimes, murders, robberies, they've all increased. Wherever these mercenaries are deployed, these things uh, inevitably come out or, you know, come up, right? Uh, and they're financially motivated, which is the worst, worst way. But, um, man, killing their livestock, collecting taxes. This is ridiculous. A private military force, basically, close links to President Vladimir Putin, and they are committing massacres across Africa. Listen to this. The mass executions, right, the two mass graves that were found on satellite by the New York Times, they said that those executions began that Monday and both uh, civilians and unarmed militants were being executed. Soldiers were picking out up to 15 people at a time, inspected their fingers, their shoulders for the imprint left by regular use of weapons and executed men yards away from the captives. And there's actually a photo, you guys, of the, um, the mass graves. 
one here and one here. So they were holding the captives in these various holding areas. You know, it's like rounding up the town, rounding up the people in the, in the town and leading them to, to their death. And for what? For what? They chased people into the streets, broke into houses. The white soldiers were killing anyone trying to flee. They even used the mosque's loudspeakers and ordered everyone that was still hiding in houses to get out. They were, those uh, Russian mercenaries were actually going house to house to house in an organized, methodical fashion. Um, one... Um, one guy named Modi, uh, he's a 24-year-old resident, said that two white men with guns shot through the door of his house, narrowly missed him. He ran to the riverbed, hoping he would be safer with the Malian soldiers. But as he was leaving, he said he discovered cadavers everywhere, said the stench became unbearable. Soldiers were ordered to wheel, to wheel the bodies, to collect them in, in wheeled carts, um, to collect dry grass, and then the soldiers doused some of the bodies with fuel and set them on fire in full view of the captives. They then continued interrogations that following Wednesday. So, right, this started on Monday. This went on Tuesday. Uh, they then start performing even more interrogations on Wednesday. Women and children were ordered to witness all of these events, and then soldiers pushed captives wearing um, short pants or boots that could affiliate them with militants to walk around a house which they said contained a machine that could identify jihadis. Eyewitnesses really, it says eyewitnesses said uh, they noted that this was likely a bluff. And as soon as they got the men to walk around that house, they executed them. Then they left on Thursday. So they're killing people mercilessly for on Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They decide to leave on Thursday. And specifically, it was the Malian soldiers and their Russian allies. And this is, they decided, you know, we're done killing. Uh, but before they left, they killed the last six prisoners in retaliation for four who had escaped. And um, it's crazy. Imagine being in your home in some... People in uh, military fatigue show up with guns. I don't even know. I'm mean, in an organized fashion at that. Check this photo out too. You guys should uh, definitely see this. Um, this is a, a photo that somehow made its way out. 
these are some Wagner Group operatives. They're in central Mali at the Mopti Airport at the end of February earlier this year. Not even showing their face. <laughs> it's crazy. Early uh, March 30th, or I'm sorry, or in early March, 30 charred bodies were discovered near a military base as well there. So it was even several incidents that happened over a period of time, over those four days where they just... <laughs> massacred an entire town and then put them in mass graves. Man. And uh, I, I have to show this too because it may come in useful down the, down the, uh, down the way, but this is uh, newspapers, Malian newspapers, that referred to that four-day incident as being some sort of resounding victory for the Malian military. But it just turned into like a big ragtag group of organized criminals with the help of a private ar uh, army. And let's face it, a lot of the men that are operating as uh, these Russian mercenaries for the Wagner group. A lot of them are washed the fuck up, right? Some of you know, I'm just being honest. It's like a cushy, it's like a cushy soldier, uh, sold, ugh, a cushy soldier job. Like, you know, being a, a soldier, but being a private soldier. That's a pretty tantalizing prospect a little bit, isn't it? But check this out. Um, two days ago, there was a conversation that was intercepted by security services for uh, the country of Ukraine. And somehow during that conversation that was intercepted by the security service of Ukraine, it was made known that the armed forces of Ukraine had eliminated a large unit of mercenaries of, guess who? Russia's Wagner Group in East Ukraine. So it's not just Africa where they're pummeling villagers and stealing, you know, from these people, taking control of mines that uh, where very rich minerals are mined from, and taking over a lot of those places that are also in Ukraine. They also are known to have had a little bit to do with the whole Kuritat uh, in Crimea when Crimea was annexed by Russia, uh, you know, a few years ago. But apparently, 
as of two days ago, there was some sort of very large unit of these so-called private Russian mercenaries that were killed. I hear there's a little bit of turn, there's a little bit of a turn in the morale of Russian troops. A lot of them uh, can't even uh, perform their said duties of killing and taking over uh, spaces and and land masses. I I don't think Putin's going to stop. I don't think he's going to stop pushing into those areas. I think Putin is... uh, Biden his time, right? But his private army, his private army. You know, uh, remember when we were talking about Vladimir Putin's, one of his residences that he has that overlooks the Black Sea? They say that entire area is like its own functioning city, literally. He's built his own like little city right there. I hear the numbers that I've heard has been that the property was uh, built and the cost to build it was just north of a billion dollars. Yes, we're talking super fucking rich, right? (laughs) Super fucking rich. But that is the New York Times report, Um, this uh, report regarding this massacre in Mali by Wagner Group Russian mercenaries. And keep an eye just on the group in general. It's not even just uh, there that these horrible things are even happening. Well, guys, I'm out of here. Thanks to everybody who came through. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, relax. Mm. What's up, Glock gang? Bring Brittany home. She don't belong there. Are you talking about Brittany Griner? Yeah, I think you may be talking about Brittany Griner, right? Yeah, um... You know, speaking of, stand by a second. I would like, because I do, um, I set up some alerts, right? Uh, I know that the latest really uh, on uh, Brittany was um, her recent court appearance and, and how her stay got extended, right? But I did see uh, his, uh, her other halves, uh, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but Um, made a plea basically to President Biden and said that, you know, please do more. And honestly, it's great to have somebody that will keep pushing like that. Um, It's just that this, I just, I even know that this will definitely take time. I really, really feel like 
uh, Brittany Griner was targeted. Um, I think that they knew Brittany was coming back to Russia to play with Russia. Uh, Vladimir Putin there and his crew of people, they're always thinking like that. And even if she wasn't targeted, when they got her into custody and realized who she was, it's Brittany Griner has unwittingly become a political pawn, literally. Um, and one of the things, um, one of the requests I've been hearing, and Russia threw this out through TASS, the TASS news agency, which is Russia's, uh, Russia's media arm. And they're the largest, they're basically the network of, news for Russia and everything that comes from TASS is Vladimir Putin approved. Okay. And there's, uh, there's been a request made to do a trade. And the Russians are asking for a, um, he's an arms dealer. He's actually got a nickname. He's infamous, notorious, and he's been in prison and here in the United States, I think since like the late nineties. But this isn't the only time I've heard Russia make that request. And you know, right even after the war, they, or after they, the war started in uh, Ukraine, they still made the trade. Uh, there was one trade recently. Um, there's a total of two, I think there's only two Americans that are currently being held by Russia. And Brittany Griner had been playing basketball for like seven years there. But um, I'll definitely keep my eyes on that story. That's just one that um, I really hope the media won't fall back, you know, and start ignoring it type stuff. But yeah. Uh, free Brittany Griner for sure. It, it, you know, I think she's facing 10 years in prison in Russia. And I really think at the end of the day, Russia's going to want something to release her. And if it is that arms dealer, I mean, sometimes you kind of just have to let karma do its thing, right? You just kind of have to let karma do its thing. And if it's meant for uh, the arms dealer to, to be free and maybe God stripes him down, doesn't always have to be uh, people trying to enact, you know, revengeance or revenge on, it's crazy. I'm trying to see what uh, that person's name was. What's that lady's name? Yeah, Sherelle Griner. Yeah, Sherelle uh, Griner. That's the uh, lady I was telling you guys about that, uh, um, you know, made a statement and um, asked President Biden to do more.
But anyway, y'all, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Thanks to everybody who came through. Uh, I'll catch y'all later, and we'll talk some more about this Wagner group and these Russian mercenaries, because like I said, this thing that happened in Mali was not the only thing that happened or incident that has happened. And I think all of it should be discussed. So until next time, guys, 